Alistair Kent's erotic tales is aimed at adults and contains material which some people might find obscene or offensive. Listener discretion is recommended. You're listening to part four of Corrupting Power, Sarah, a story of sex and money by Alistair Kent. Saturday, the miniskirt continued, Sarah. 5.09 p.m. The food court of the Southfield Mall was on the fifth floor and was reached via a bank of elevators or by climbing an ornamental staircase. The stairs were open-backed and made of clear glass and ascended over a milling crowd of mall customers. The elevators were out of order. Of course they fucking are, Sarah cursed mentally, but she sensed an emerging pattern of technical problems related to these tasks, technical problems that had the effect of adding to her humiliation. She was expected to walk up the glass stairs with all the people below and her bare pussy on display. Someone would be watching via the security cameras, no doubt and she imagined them masturbating furiously as she tried to duck walk up the stairs with her legs together. But the task didn't actually say she had to use that glass staircase, so she wasn't going to. She pushed through a fire door and found a boring, people-free, non-see-through set of concrete stairs that gave access to every level. She felt pleased with her small act of rebellion. There was a security camera on the landing. She cheerfully gave it the finger as she passed. The food court was crowded. Sarah considered her options. How could she go about this? She considered just going up to random guys and saying, Hey, I'm not wearing any underwear. Would you like to feel under my skirt to check? She figured that most of them would be willing, as long as they didn't have a wife with them, or a girlfriend, or their children. But how could she possibly ask that without sounding like a con artist or a prostitute, or at least someone who was down to fuck? Sarah looked around the tables. There were families everywhere, couples and a few groups of women. There were very few single guys. She noticed a group of three men in their 30s sitting at a table and shyly approached them. Hey guys, she said, trying to sound casual. They immediately looked up at her, suspicion in their eyes. I'm Sarah and I'm kind of doing this dare thing. I was wondering if you could help me. One of the guys shrugged, smiling slightly. Uh, sure, what do you need? I need, she began and then paused. She should have thought about this more. I need you to touch my bare ass, she wanted to say. I need you to say, yep, no panties on you. I need you to please stay away from my pussy and my asshole. But I'm not allowed to object if you do touch me there. I need you to feel me up for like a half second and then stop. But I can't do anything about it if you decide to linger. I need you to not make a big scene. I need you to not think we're going to fuck. The men looked at her in expectation, waiting for her to finish her sentence. I need one of you to grope my bare ass, she said. Fuck, that came out wrong. The men laughed, glancing at one another. Are you serious? asked one. Sarah nodded. Yeah, I know, it sounds crazy. It's a dare. I just need someone to check if I'm wearing underwear. Sounds like fucking extortion bullshit to me, one of the men muttered, half under his breath. What age are you anyway, kid? Sixteen? Seventeen. I'm twenty, Sarah protested. And you just want some random guy to grope your ass on a Saturday afternoon in a fucking mall food court in front of all these people? Definitely bullshit, the first man agreed. Yeah, sorry, lady, 
said the last of the three. You're hot and all, and if I saw you in a bar tonight and we both had a few drinks, these guys would have to hold me back from getting my hands on your ass. But right now, I'm stone-cold sober in a food court, and it just sounds like a world of trouble. Get sued for sexual harassment or something, mumbled the first speaker. Right, when something's too good to be true, it isn't true, agreed the last man. Fuck off, and try your game on some other suckers. Sarah tried to control her frustration as she walked away. She couldn't understand men at all. Wait, was that a face she recognized? On the far side of the food court, sitting on his own. Bill. She walked towards him, forgetting her task for the moment. Bill was wearing some kind of retail uniform for a business she didn't recognize. Hey, she said as she approached, smiling warmly at him. It's my knight in shining armor. Mind if I sit with you? Bill looked up at her in surprise, but he smiled broadly. Oh, hello. Yeah, come sit down. I was nearly done here, just getting some food before I start my shift. Sarah sat across the table from him, excited to see him. You work in one of the stores here? Bill nodded. I work at QE. He saw her blank look. Quality electronic entertainment. I don't actually sell people the stupidly overpriced HDMI cables, but I do help them when they can't figure out how to plug them in. He mimed, vomiting. Sarah sighed sympathetically. Well, we've all got to do what we've got to do to get through college. Does it pay okay? Bill nodded. Yeah, it's not too bad. I do a couple of shifts each week, and with what my parents send me, I get by all right. What about you? Sarah rolled her eyes. I worked in a bakery until the owner got a bit too handsy, if you know what I mean. Just been doing casual shifts since then, here and there. Bill nodded. Oh yeah, I get groped by my boss all the time too. Can't keep her hands off me. His face was solemn. Whole team of them, in fact. No ladies, I have to tell them. I only have so much stamina. If I satisfy all of the busty blonde Scandinavian nymphomaniacs that make up the supervisory staff, I won't have any strength left to explain to Grandma that HDMI cables and power cables aren't the same thing. He chuckled. Sarah rolled her eyes and tried not to laugh. Fuck you, Bill. My boss was an actual creep, she told him, her tone playful. Busty blonde Scandinavians, eh? That your type? No, replied Bill quietly. I prefer American brunettes. American brunettes with short hair and sparkling blue eyes. A look passed between them. I'm good with the busty part, though, Bill added quietly, his grin returning. Sarah giggled. She suddenly remembered her task, and an idea occurred to her. Could she ask Bill to touch her under her skirt? The thought was appealing, even compelling. There was no one in the world she would rather be touched intimately by. But what would he think of her if she asked him? She very much did not want him to consider her easy, or think she was some kind of exhibitionist. Sarah was afraid that her choice of t-shirt yesterday had probably already put that idea into his head. When do you have to start your shift? She asked him tentatively. Six, he replied, looking at his watch. I need to get going or I'll be late. Sarah sighed, feeling a momentary relief at not having to decide whether to ask Bill to grope her in public. Shame, she told him. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. Bill shot her his confident grin. Same, he said quietly. We should do it again. She couldn't resist watching his ass as he walked off. 5.47 p.m. 
Sarah looked around the food court, feeling that last $400 slipping from her grasp. Maybe that was all right. Maybe this last task was just too much for her. $400, though, she thought. I can't afford to throw that much money away lightly. There's just time for one more try. Far from the food counters and the busiest seating area, she saw two men sitting together, one her own age, one perhaps a decade older. They were both rather overweight and far from handsome. She guessed they didn't have much luck with girls. Maybe that could work in her favor. Sarah walked hesitantly over to them. They looked up at her curiously. Do you guys mind if I sit here for a moment? She asked them in a confidential tone. They looked at each other and shrugged. Sure, one of them told her cautiously. They looked at her expectantly as she sat down opposite them. So this is a weird request. I swear I'm sincere. This isn't some kind of trap, she told them. The older man laughed. That's just what someone trying to screw us over would say, right? He gestured for her to continue, his face friendly. Go on, let's hear it, Sarah smiled. My friend and I have been playing a game where we're daring each other to do things and it's my turn to do a dare. I could really use your help to do it. What kind of dares you been doing? Asked the younger man. His tone was serious, but he was smiling. Well, she dared me to go to the all-male electronics club on campus, wearing a really tight white t-shirt and no bra, Sarah admitted. Lies that were based on truth came more easily. That was kind of embarrassing, the men laughed. But you got her back, right? Sarah grinned. I dared her to get measured for some shoes by a male clerk in a shoe store with a miniskirt on and no panties. The first man giggled. Wow, and she did that? Kind of slutty. But I guess that's what you were going for. Sarah nodded. Yeah, she's a total slut. She felt a brief wave of discomfort and forced it away. But now it's my turn. What's your dare? Asked the second man, smiling broadly. Well, I'm wearing the same skirt she was, and... She lowered her gaze and spoke more quietly. I'm also not wearing underwear. She looked up at the men apologetically. Go on, said the first man. I need to find a man in this food court who'll feel under my skirt and confirm out loud that I'm not wearing underwear. And I need someone else to record it on my phone as evidence that I really did it. Sarah figured adding the phone recording part made the dare more believable. The men looked at each other with raised eyebrows and laughed. They turned back to Sarah. And out of all the men in this food court, you wanted to ask one of us to feel your ass? Asked the first man. Sarah nodded. You're not telling us the whole story, are you? Asked the man, looking searchingly into her eyes. Sarah blushed. How could he possibly know that? It wasn't just any guy, was it? It's okay, you can say it. The dare was to get felt up by a gay guy, wasn't it? And you saw us and thought... The man grinned. Sarah felt panic rising in her. What was he getting at? I mean, well, she stuttered. You saw us over here holding hands and you thought, wow, perfect. Those guys will do. Sarah nodded solemnly. It had not occurred to her that they were gay, but whatever. Well, you're in luck. The man laughed, turning to his partner. You ever actually touch a girl's ass, Derek? The younger man, Derek, replied. Never did. He was carefully assessing Sarah. Never really touched any other girl parts either. Never much wanted to. The first man grinned. Derek here is a gold star bear cub. All he thinks about is cock. 
Only pussy he's ever been in was his mama's. He looked over to the other man again. But you'll have a feel of this young lady's ass, right? Help her out, for science. Derek shrugged. Sure, for science, he laughed. Sarah felt giggly with relief, a friendly gay couple with a sense of humor. That was perfect, and somehow being felt up by someone who wasn't into girls didn't seem like it would be such a violation. She looked at her watch, 5.56 p.m. We better do it right now. I'm running out of time, she told them. She put her phone in video mode and handed it to the first man. Can you record us? He nodded. Sarah walked around the table and stood next to where Derek sat. All right, she said quietly, looking around. When you're ready, feel under my skirt and look into the phone and just say, she's not wearing any underwear. And I guess we should try not to attract too much attention. Derek considered this and nodded. He looked at the other man who held the phone with his arm extended, positioned to have a clear view of them both. You rolling? He asked him. The man nodded. Derek put his warm, meaty hand onto Sarah's leg, just above the knee, and smoothly ran it up her hip, under her skirt, and then around to her buttock. Sarah gasped at the contact. It had been almost a year since anyone had touched her there. He squeezed her butt cheeks experimentally. Sarah squirmed and looked desperately around her to confirm that no one was watching them. Derek turned to face into the phone that his partner was holding. My name is Derek Marshall, and I am gay as an Easter fucking bouquet, he announced, his voice louder than Sarah would have preferred. I confirm that this young lady is completely butt naked under her skirt. A female cleaner working a few tables away raised her head at this and glared at Sarah, but then moved on. All right, thought Sarah. Great job, Derek. Now please take your hand out from under my skirt. Derek did not take his hand away. He moved his hand lower down and squeezed again, looking at the other man. It's not bad, he told him. Softer, smoother. I still prefer yours, though. Sarah blushed furiously. His touch was stimulating, but she wanted it to end. She stood silently, though, remembering the rules of the task. No way she was throwing away $400 at this point. The man moved his hand down and curved it gently around her leg to caress her inner thigh. He slowly moved it upwards, and soon his fingers brushed against Sarah's pussy lips, drawing a loud gasp from her. He withdrew his fingers a few inches and looked her in the eye, waiting for her to object. But she said nothing and only smiled weakly, her eyes darting around nervously. He continued to explore her sex, gently with his fingertips and despite herself. Sarah found her arousal growing and her body responding. She gave a choked whimper of pleasure as he tentatively fingered her clitoris. Derek nodded thoughtfully. That's cool, he told her. It feels pretty nice. He finally withdrew his hand from Sarah's skirt and turned to his partner. Doesn't do anything for me, though. Definitely prefer cock. The other man laughed. What? Are you telling me I've been fucking some kind of homosexual? They laughed together while he handed Sarah back her phone. She checked the time. 5.59 p.m. She'd done it. Derek looked at Sarah. Thanks, that was kind of fun. I'm not into girls, obviously, but I guess if I was, I'd think you were pretty hot. Oh, yeah, confirmed his partner. She'd be way out of your league, man. He turned to Sarah, looking at her chest thoughtfully. You know, 
I don't think he's ever felt a pair of tits before either. Sarah blushed intensely. Maybe that'll be the next dare, she said, laughing. She thanked the two men and walked away, leaving them giggling together about the smell of Derek's fingers. 6.02 p.m. It was over. She could finally cover up. She checked her bank balance. There was a deposit of $1,571.96. She hadn't worked it out exactly, but she was sure that was $1,100 plus the amount that she had spent on her lunch on the comic books and on the shoes. It seemed unreal. She couldn't remember the last time she had seen a four-figure bank balance. This whole thing was... She didn't know what it was, but the money was starting to add up. Sarah contemplated walking home just as she was, but the idea of spending a few dollars on some underwear was irresistible. She walked back down the concrete stairs to the lower level, bought a cheap set of panties from a store, and then found a bathroom where she could change. The sensation of relief when she pulled the thin white fabric of the panties over her sex was overwhelming. It felt warm and reassuring, pleasant and comfortable. She positively skipped with confidence and joy as she made her way out of the mall and back along the streets to her dorm. When the wind caught her skirt and lifted it, giving a young man walking the other way a frank view of her underwear, she simply blushed and smiled at him while she smoothed the skirt back down. He returned her grin and walked on. The moment was in her thoughts when she reached her room, a wardrobe malfunction like that, some stranger on the street seeing her in her underwear. She would have been horrified and embarrassed over it a week ago. She would have worried and obsessed over the incident for days. But this evening, it had felt positively pleasant, a minor shared moment of intimacy that brought a slightly sexual thrill. She thought back to how she had felt in the comic book store. She had been horrified at being exposed by the wind but hadn't she also found it thrilling? Wasn't there a sense of power in it? And then with the two men in the mall, with that guy touching her in public, no matter that he was gay, no matter that people might be watching, the situation had turned her on. Were these tasks changing her? And was that a good thing or a bad thing? She wasn't sure. From the Journal of Robert Ogilvy. Sarah Carroll is providing me with great treasures of entertainment and arousal. Her intelligence is considerable, and she is rather clever about involving others around her in her tasks. She is a good liar. I appreciate that about her. It has also been interesting to watch her boundaries be shattered again and again. Ah, the sheer power of money. I believe there is very little that she will not do if offered a sufficient sum, at least for now. Soon, though, her urgent hunger for money will be sated, and the level of humiliation involved in her tasks will exceed her tolerance, and then we will move on to a different method of motivation. I do enjoy her little acts of rebellion. I laughed out loud when she used the fire stairs instead of the glass staircase and gave me the finger via the security camera. She is clever enough to detect some of my schemes and understand a little of my mechanisms. I give her credit for that. Yet she thought nothing of asking that homosexual man to record her being groped by his obese lover 
providing me with better and more damning evidence than I could have obtained via the security cameras, recorded on her own phone, no less. I wonder how much she will regret her tactics when that same video is being played on her friends' phones and then on every other screen on campus. For now, though, I, the unseen taskmaster, will continue to act the part of the benevolent, if kinky, friend, protecting her interests, always on her side. Tomorrow's task will be an important step towards her total humiliation. You've been listening to part four of Corrupting Power, Sarah, a story of sex and money by Alistair Kent. In the next episode, Sarah is offered a lot more money to do something a lot more daring and a lot more difficult. If you'd like to skip ahead in this story, you can find this book and others by Alistair Kent on Amazon. You can even read them for free with Kindle Unlimited. Finally, why not follow at Alistair Kent on Twitter? Thank you for listening. 